long ago in a small village, <laughs> Abby still couldn't talk for longer than two minutes at a time. Fairy Tale Fix, a podcast where Kelsey and I drink wine <laughs> and dance at each other silently <laughs> for one whole minute. And then we're done. 60 second silent dance party. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before, but we have to spend one whole minute being quiet for audio purposes. <laughs> uh huh. It's very difficult. <laughs> Glorious Dustin, our Lord, our King. Our King. Dustin can remove any obnoxious background noise mm-hmm. from our recording. A little, little behind the scenes. So we decided to have a little dance party. <laughs> yep. Ordinarily, we awkwardly avoid each other's gazes. <laughs> so we don't start giggling. Mm-hmm. So we don't start laughing. But today, we had a dance party because... It was, it was glorious. It's almost Halloween, and that means... <sighs> Life is good because it's the right it's it's the correct time of year at yeah. last. It's once the again. Best, absolute best time of year. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. Just our favorite. Hands down. It's spooky season. Mm-hmm. Do you have your costume picked out this year? You know, <laughs> that's a really good question. Oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about it. I have like great costume ideas, but I never have anything to do on Halloween or right before. So no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, okay, so I do have something like I have a last minute Halloween costume in mind. I have a wolf mask that I bought last year. <laughs> so I'll okay. probably wear like a red hoodie. Yes. With my wolf mask and then boom. Yes. Done. I love that idea. That is such a great costume. <laughs> because as you know about me, I love a great werewolf red riding a troll. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I think that's perfect. That is also, I think, one of my favorite tropes is <laughs> a werewolf red riding hood retelling. Oh, yeah. But only one that ends with red becoming a werewolf. Mm-hmm. If that's not happening, why are you why are you teasing me? Why are you wasting are you my teasing? time? Amanda Seafried. I'm talking to you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, we were just talking about that. Before we were. We I'm sorry, recording. I'm still stuck on it. <laughs> I also have a fun costume idea that I really want to do with Adam, but I haven't done it yet. I want to be John and Liz from Garfield. I feel like that would be really fun. Like, yes, if I got a black bob wig, a nurse's outfit, and then, or like a vet outfit, I guess, and then. Adam could just wear a blue shirt with his Garfield. I mean, literally, he looks exactly like John from Garfield, (laughs) so he could just go as himself. I know. He would pull it off super well. Yeah, just put a blue polo on him and you're set. I have big ideas, but not enough follow through. Do you have any Halloween plans? No, I don't have any Halloween plans. There's a bunch of bars within like a block of our house. We'll probably just wander down to one of them if we do anything at all. I have two costume options. One of oh, them yeah. is the medieval peasant maiden costume that I wore for our photo shoot, which thank you very much for mailing that to me. You're it welcome. Arrived. It's yeah. glorious. I can't wait to wear it again. I don't know if um, any of you have seen on our Instagram page, we did a little photo shoot while Abby was out here in California with Jessica Bartlett, amazing NorCal photographer. Mm-hmm. And she took gorgeous pictures. And she had a million ideas. She was mm-hmm. so much fun to work with. Thank you, Jessica, so much if you're listening. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Like we had the best time. Even though it was a hundred degrees outside. <laughs> We still managed to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a great costume choice. What's your second? I might wear that if I'm feeling like really dressing up. My second costume option, It all, this also has a lot to do with how cold it is. 
that <laughs> night because it could go either way. My second costume option is Steven bought me a dragon onesie for my oh, birthday. Yes. Amazing. So I might just wear that. It's it's it looks it's essentially like it looks a lot like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, so cute. it's it's black with these purple spikes on it and uh-huh. big electric blue eyes and a cool little tail and then it even has like little wings attached yeah. to the arms. Oh, I want to see that so badly. It's <laughs> like so amazing and I love it so much. I will I will put it on and take pictures for you because it's Please also so do. very comfy. That sounds like the cutest thing ever. I love that. I love the onesie Halloween costume. Me too. Steven bought himself a um dinosaur one. Nice. Perfect. What kind of dinosaur though? Something <laughs> vaguely stegosaurusy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or vaguely T-Rexy. I think it's a T-Rex. I think it's a T-Rex onesie. Um he Love also it. bought himself, I can't remember which Pokemon he bought. He bought himself two. He bought himself a Pokemon one. I can't remember which <laughs> Pokemon it is, but he got very excited. So I assume it's one of the cool ones. I don't know. I don't know anything about Pokemon. Damn, now I want a onesie. <laughs> yeah, get a onesie. They're obscenely comfortable and they count as a Halloween costume. So I love it. I need a picture. I feel like you should do that because that sounds like low effort, comfortable, but also like Warm. just damn mm-hmm. adorable. But yeah, but I'd also be, I would be the cutest thing at the bar. And I mean, you are essentially a dragon. Yes. An iridescent interplanetary space dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. That is that is the dream. That's the eventual goal. I want that to be my final form. If I can somehow like achieve that metamorphosis, that is what I'm going for in life. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. That's what you are to me anyway. So thank you. That's what that's what's beneath the skin (laughs) (laughs) on this stupid, fleshy, pink meat sack. Mm -hmm. It's actually a beautiful iridescent dragon. So I'm glad that we all know that know and acknowledge this. It's very exciting. This is um, it's not our first recording since you've been to California. We did a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. for this month but it is our second recording so it still feels kind of fresh we went maybe a like almost a whole month without recording i know it was really weird because we've been pretty faithfully recording an episode every other weekend for mm-hmm. a year and then we did a month of no recordings um partially because i i was sick for a little while and yeah. then travel you know <laughs> travel. Um, I hadn't been outside my house in a year and a half. And so my immune system was shot. It wasn't COVID. I got tested like four times <laughs> just to make sure because naturally I freaked the fuck out as soon as I started feeling sick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm fine. Everything's great. I was just regular miserable for <laughs> a couple of weeks. My body didn't remember how to be sick. Uh huh. Honestly, I'm still a little sick. If I talk for too long at if I go for too long at length, I'm still coughing. You know, and that just happens like during travel. And while you were here, um, so Abby came to California for like two weeks or so, maybe like a week and a half. Like a week and a half. But we hung out for three or four days and I was tired. I was feeling like <laughs> we partied so much mm-hmm. and just you know, try to do all of that hanging out in person that we missed the last two years in four days. So I can't even imagine how tired you must have been. I was pretty tired. <laughs> I was toward 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 the end there. And I feel so I feel so bad because the day that I really started feeling sick, like the day that I was really out, I was down for the count. I couldn't do I could do nothing was the day that Dustin and I had planned to spend all day together and like drive through Napa and go wine tasting. And we drove and I was like, no, it's just allergies. I'm sure it's just allergies. And we drove into Napa Valley until eventually we got past Napa, the town. And we finally got to like this little winery slash like golf club sort of thing where we were planning to have lunch. And then I I was just sitting there. I remember just sitting there at the table with Dustin looking at the menu and just going like, nah, bro, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm I'm so sorry, but I legitimately can't do this. I'm so sick. I just, Uh, I want to go cry and like lie down and take all of the drugs and get a COVID rapid test right now mm -hmm. immediately because I'm freaking the fuck out. (laughs) 
Sorry, Dustin. I'll make it up to you, bud. Yeah, I guess he, I guess he'll just have to come back out again, or we'll I'll just have, have to come, to come back. You. Well, we had such a good time hanging out together, and we have a huge shout out for our patrons who helped us actually make that happen. Thank you so much um, mm-hmm. to all of our patrons. Be on the lookout for more pictures. We had a really silly idea for a photo so shoot. Silly. So <laughs> basically, <dumb. laughs> basically, we are lost maidens in the woods, and we have some thoughts and we have some feelings about how people treat lost maidens in the woods in these fairy yep. tales. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout for that Mm -hmm. Uh, follow us on Instagram I'm sure that's where we'll post most of them and you know Facebook and Twitter it's all at fairytalefixpod if you don't already follow us please do we post really fun stuff I promise (laughs) we really do I I love like watching like like Kelsey just finds the best art to repost oh my gosh there is so much great like fairy tale inspired art out there I want to share all of it it's like there are so many talented people. It blows me away. Like it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things about social media is just people sharing like their cool art. Well, um yeah, should we get to these really fucked up, spooky, horrible <laughs> stories? Spooky, awful stories that honestly like we were trying to find Halloween related <laughs> stories. <laughs> But it's actually kind of harder than you might think because most fairy tales are already yeah, pretty horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I scoured my fairy tale books for some like spooky Halloween themed ones. And we've actually already told several that are like just, just horrible, just mm-hmm. very scary ghost stories, which is. But I did find a couple of like really, really awful, terrible ones that I have saved for you today. And I'm, I'm very, very excited, excited to hear them. I'm very <laughs> excited to tell you these stories. Um, I did want to mention before we get started with our stories that we're really excited because we are part of Alluring's Halloween podcast Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't checked Alluring out, they are such a fun podcast. They do all sorts of folklore, cryptid stuff. Like they're super fun. They actually did a Headless Horseman episode this month. Which is more of the American headless horseman, and it's so good. More it was such Ichabod a fun episode. Crane story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. just kind of more the like lore behind the headless horseman, and it's really fun. It was such a great episode. I enjoyed it a ton. Uh, they're really fun. Definitely check them out. And I also wanted to give a, a little shout out to like other creepy, spooky podcasts I like. If the- yeah, do it. Go for it. So basically, I don't. I love spooky, scary stuff all year long. I'm a crazy, nerdy horror fan. So basically, all the podcasts I listen to are horror podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Or like true crime. Even a little bit. (laughs) I've really been enjoying this new podcast called Ghosts in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement. Yes, that is such a great title. (laughs) Yeah, they do like true crime and ghost stories and some folklore stuff it's really fun i absolutely love them they are a riot so definitely check them out abby actually introduced me to this podcast it's so good it's called but make it scary oh my god i love but make it scary but make it scary is such a good show (laughs) tell everybody what it's about (laughs) okay so but make it scary is basically um the host sequoia simone has a guest on every week and i mean i honestly i want to ask sequoia if we can come on this podcast because i want (laughs) to do it so bad but (laughs) they take a romantic movie and then rewrite it on the show to make it a horror film amazing it's the best and then every year on halloween they take a horror film and make it a romantic movie Oh, that's cute. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. (laughs) That's really fun. It's very fun. I'm really looking forward to this year. I don't know what I don't know what horror film they're doing this year, but I'm anyway, that's a great show. Love that show. I just saw that they are doing a Cinderella story with like Hillary Duff for Mm -hmm. this month. So definitely check them out. They're hilarious. I really loved uh, Clueless. They're clueless. Although I love they took it in a direction that I wasn't expecting. (laughs) 
Yeah, but you want to turn everything into a teen slasher movie. <laughs> I really do. You I love slashers. a teen slasher movie. Speaking of, I just watched all of the original Halloween movies from the 70s. And tonight, I think I'm going to watch Halloween Kills, the new one that came out like last week. So I'm really excited. Nice. I mean, Jamie oh Lee Curtis. God. The original Scream Queen. What more do you want? Best time of the year. Did you know she hates horror movies? No. She's <gasps> in so funny? she's in so many horror movies. <laughs> yeah. She is a Scream Queen and she does not like horror movies. So I find that very um conflicting and interesting. Wow. Maybe she just didn't want to be typecast anymore. Maybe. Or maybe she just doesn't like watching them. She likes being in them. I get that. I get I get that too. I get that too. Oh, I also wanted to mention. Because I feel like we haven't given credit for it on this podcast before. But speaking speaking of Sequoia Simone, who hosts um, But Make It Scary, she also does another podcast. When we were when you and I were talking about our doing our podcast, I totally lifted the idea of making predictions from It's Fantastic Fix and Where to uh-huh. Find Them, which is oh. like a podcast about Harry Potter fan fiction and sort oh, of nice. like that 2000s era of Harry Potter fan fiction culture in particular. So that because they only read fan fiction from that era when we when like we were all 12 and writing <laughs> about Harry Potter characters kissing each other, but none of us had ever kissed anyone before. So we weren't writing it especially well. Um, <laughs> it's a phenomenal podcast. I also highly recommend that one. That sounds very fun. <laughs> it's very stupid and a lot of fun. And I got the predictions idea from that. And I, I just, I don't, I can't remember if I've ever given them actual like credit for that before. So, oh, nice. There we go. I actually didn't know that's where you got it from. So yep, that's where I, that's where I got it from because I thought it was so funny. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, Kelsey and I could totally do this with fairy tales and it would be pretty funny. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank yeah. you, Sequoia. Yep. She's, she's just a genius. Yeah. So definitely check those podcasts out. Check out Alluring, Ghosts in the Basement, Bodies in the Attic, and Oh, it's fanatical fix and where to find them. Oh, oh my gosh. That's better. I like that. <laughs> that is better. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And make sure to check out the alluring Spotify playlist of all the spooky folklore and fairy tale stuff. They also have great podcasts in it, like the fairy tellers and just a ton of podcasts that we love and adore. So check it out. We'll post the link in our show notes. I had an idea for our October episodes. Uh, or at least our bonus episode and then this episode where we're kind of explicitly telling uh, horror stories. So we're going to do our prediction segment like usual. But then uh, after we make our predictions, the other person is going to tell is going to tell us what horror movie genre these stories fall into. I love that idea. Let's definitely do it. Perfect. All right. What story are you telling me? So, like I said, I scoured my fairy tale books to find a spooky one, and I ended up just going with the original folk and fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. I looked at a lot of, like, Russian fairy tales because I assumed those would be the darkest, but I think, you know, you just really can't go wrong with a good spooky Brothers Grimm story. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I also, like, I also looked at the Russian ones, uh, FYI, because I was like, those have to be the dark ones, right? But... Honestly, yep. they're more fantasy than horror. Like they have horror elements, but most of them are pretty like they involve like wizards and sorceresses and firebirds and mm-hmm. uh, it's very fantasy. So <laughs> except for Baba Yaga, who we decided on our bonus episode last time we recorded that Baba Yaga did invent Halloween actually. Yes. <laughs> she clearly invented <laughs> Halloween, but we've already done a bunch of Baba Yaga, so so um so i actually am going to tell you two stories one just because it's so short and it's horrifying so i'm only (laughs) going to give you one prediction for this and it is the second so there are actually two stories in here but i'm going to tell you the second or the first one and it is called how some children played at slaughtering which is very promising (laughs) how some children played at slaughtering Mm mm-hmm Okay. So give me one prediction. Is it too obvious to predict that the children play at slaughtering each other with a haunted knife? Oh, with a haunted knife. Okay. Just a knife. Never mind. I take it back. Just a knife. They try to... They, <laughs> they play with a knife. This is a bonus prediction because I'm going to give you three for the next one. 
Okay. I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say that the children um, play at slaughtering each other with a knife. Okay. Without further ado, how some children played at slaughtering. In a city named Frenniker, located in West Friesland, some young boys and girls between the ages of five and six happened to be playing with one another. They chose one boy to play a butcher, another boy was to be a cook, and the third boy was to be a pig. And then they selected one girl to be a cook and another girl to be her assistant. The assistant was to catch the blood of the pig in a little bowl so they could make sausages. As agreed, the butcher now fell upon the little boy playing the pig, threw him to the ground, and slit his throat open with a knife, while the assistant cook caught the blood in her little bowl. Wait, did she really do? Is it real? Did like... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Point for Abby. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) A councilman was walking nearby and saw this wretched act. He immediately took the butcher boy with him and led him to the house of the mayor, who instantly summoned the entire council. They deliberated about this incident and didn't know what to do with the boy, for they realized it had all been part of a children's game. One of the councilmen, a wise old man, advised the chief judge to take a beautiful red apple in one hand and a Rhenish gold coin in the other. Then he was to call the boy, stretch out his hands to him, and if the boy took the apple, he was to be set free. If he took the gold coin, he was to be killed. The judge took the wise man's advice, and the boy grabbed the apple with a laugh, Thus, he was set free without any punishment. I'm sorry. In what world does that make any goddamn sense? Like, <laughs> like, oh, they were just playing. That's why he spl- like slit his friend's throat open with a knife. And the way we can prove that it was just playing and so therefore, like, no big deal is if he takes an apple instead of money. I. So he was innocent because he was just playing, and the apple proved it. If he wasn't playing, he obviously would have taken the gold coin. Because he was paid off to kill the other child? I just... I, I... By that way, that world was uh, Germany in the 1800s. <laughs> Jesus. I guess that wanna... makes sense in Germany in the 1800s. <laughs> Do you want to hear the second one? Yes. It's only two paragraphs. <laughs> Tell me the other version. There once was a father who slaughtered a pig, and his children saw that. In the afternoon, when they began playing, one child said to the other, You be the little pig, and I'll be the butcher. Then he took a shiny knife and slit his little brother's throat. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Their mother was upstairs in a room, bathing another child, and when she heard the cries of her son, she immediately ran downstairs. Upon seeing what had happened, she took the knife out of her son's throat and was so enraged that she stabbed the heart of the other boy who had been playing the butcher. Then she quickly ran back to the room to tend her child in the bathtub, but while she had been gone, he had drowned in the tub. Now the woman became so frightened and desperate that she wouldn't allow the neighbors to comfort her and finally hung herself. When her husband came back from the fields and saw everything, he became so despondent that he died soon thereafter. The end. Oh, my God. (laughs) Must be a German fairy tale. (laughs) It's pretty dark. (laughs) My jaw is on the floor. Spooky. That's not spooky. That's just fucked up. Like, really sad. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm nervous giggling a lot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, me too. <laughs> like it's not funny, but it's also it's also so hilariously awful. It's yeah, both of those it's were t- the worst. T- so top. I mean, the second one was way worse. That only one child died in the first one. That's true. I was actually couldn't remember which one I was going to read. I feel like the second one was way better. <laughs> The second one is so fucked. (laughs) The whole family died. If you are wanting more Halloween lore, legends, or spooky ghost stories in your life, like the one you're listening to today, then look no further. Hi everyone, my name is Kimmy, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. Hey guys, we're the hosts of the podcast Alluring, and we're currently hosting an Alluring Halloween. So we went ahead and collaborated with some of our favorite podcasts to create a special playlist with a collection of Halloween lore, legends, and ghost stories just for you. And throughout the month of October, we will be adding episodes to get you all in the spooky season mood. Think of it as your go-to Halloween podcast playlist. You can listen to it today by going to Spotify and searching an Alluring Halloween. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G. 
or simply go to our website, alluring.com, and we'll have a direct link there. So go check it out and enjoy the collection of spooky Halloween lore, legends, and ghost stories today. Spooky Halloween. All oh right. my God. Okay, please. Next story. Move on. Let's. All right. So, so this is my no. real story. I just really wanted to lead with that because it's Halloween and it's spooky time. Mm-hmm. Cue the spooky music. And this story is called The Juniper Tree. And it is by far one of the most fucked up fairy tales that I have ever read. So I'm really excited to tell it to you. I'm glad we're finally doing the story. I actually hadn't read it yet, but it was requested. I don't, you know what? I don't even know if she requested it. I asked my coworker, uh, Lisa, what her favorite fairy tale was. And she said that this, she, she said this one, not because it's like her favorite, but it's the (laughs) one that I think really freaked her out the most as a child. And so it's Mm -hmm. the one that's really stuck with her. Lisa, like, correct me if I'm wrong. You can yell at me at work or something. (laughs) But yeah, like, so I'm excited to finally hear it. I'm excited to hear the story now. (laughs) Whatever. Good call, Lisa. I love it. (laughs) Sorry, total sidebar. Isn't gin just vodka with juniper berries? Yeah, it's distilled. It's distilled liquor, distilled grain alcohol with distilled with juniper berries and other botanicals. But juniper berries are most often... Nothing seems scary about the story, but just wait. Uh, give me three predictions. Yeah, we missed the genre tags on the last one, but I'm going to say um, gore and yeah. kill, like serial killer or murder thing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just pure tragedy. I don't even know. That's mm-hmm. just like it's, children are always scary. So tragedy porn <laughs> on that last one. <laughs> <laughs> was it a Hans Christian Andersen story? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, give me three oh predictions for the juniper tree. Okay. What do I think happens in the juniper tree? A child dies. Um, someone is hung from the juniper tree. I love it. And that's that one's going to come back to bite me in the ass because Brothers Grimm stories never have anything to do with what they're titled after, really. I feel like that last one did. Mm. <laughs> like very much so. <laughs> that was, you know what? That was uh shockingly straightforward. <laughs> and my third prediction is that the the genre is going to be somewhere in the realm of like the paranormal supernatural horror film genre. All right. I'm so excited to tell you this one. But now you have to tell me like what 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 are the tags? Yeah, I'm gonna go with supernatural. Yeah, paranormal supernatural. Awesome. Final yeah. answer. Yeah. Points for Abby. Tell me if you agree afterward because okay. I feel like there's also just so much to the story. Okay. Tell me the juniper tree. And this version, by the way, again, um, just for everybody's references, from the original folk and fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm, translated by Jack Sipes. The juniper tree. All this took place a long time ago, most likely some 2,000 years ago. That's a while ago. They specify. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Odd. Yeah. I don't feel like stories usually, they're usually like in the now. So I thought that mm-hmm. was interesting. There was a rich man who had a beautiful and pious wife and they loved each other very much. Though they didn't have any children, they longed to have some. Day and night, the wife prayed for a child, but still none came and everything remained the same. Now in the front of the house, there was a yard and in the yard stood a juniper tree. Okay. One day... Yep, the juniper tree is there. Mm-hmm. It exists in the story. Great. <laughs> <laughs> One day during winter, the wife was under the tree peeling an apple, and as she was peeling it, she cut her finger, and her blood dripped onto the snow. Oh, said the wife, and she heaved a great sigh. While she looked at the blood before her, she became quite sad. If only I had a child as red as blood and as white as snow. I'm not really sure Uh, what that means. mm, 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 Okay. (laughs) Sounds familiar, though, from some other fairy tales I've heard. It does. It does. But usually they specify, like, which body part they want to have these attributes. Mm -hmm. But, yes, go on. Upon saying that, her mood changed, and she became very cheerful, for she felt something might come of it. Then she went home. After a month, the snow vanished. After two months, everything turned green. 
After three months, the flowers sprouted from the ground. After four months, all the trees in the woods grew more solid and the green branches became intertwined. The birds began to sing and their song resounded throughout the forest as the blossoms fell from the trees. Soon, the fifth month passed, and while the wife stood under the juniper tree, it smelled so sweetly that her heart leapt for joy. Indeed, she was so overcome by joy that she fell down to her knees. And when the sixth month had passed, the fruit was large and firm, and she was quite still. In the seventh month, she picked the juniper berries and ate them so avidly that she became sad and sick. And after the eighth month passed, she called her husband to her and wept. If I die, okay. bury me under the juniper tree. So that was just like a little montage of time passing. Uh-huh. Like very cool, but that's a very unusual thing for a fairy tale. I am, I like yeah. it. Well, I bet you can guess what happens coming the ninth she month. She dies? She dies. Gives birth to a juniper child? A juniper child. <laughs> After that, she was quite content and relieved until the ninth month had passed. Then she had a child as white as snow and as red as blood. When she saw the baby, she was so delighted that she died. She was so happy she died? Yep. Damn. (laughs) No, that's nonsense. Don't worry. It gets worse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Her husband buried her under the juniper tree, and he began weeping a great deal. After some time, he felt much better, but he still wept every now and then. Eventually, he stopped, and after more time passed, he took another wife. With his second wife, he had a daughter. Sure. <laughs> That's how it goes, you know? That's just how it goes. No, no, no judgment. Like, I mean, especially, it's it's fine. That's That's how, in fact, you know, you shouldn't be alone your whole life. It's just that usually that person in fairy tales ends up being pretty shitty. To the oh, first yeah. kid. That's a really that's a really good prediction. <laughs> While the child from the first wife was a little boy who is as red as blood and as white as snow. How what does that mean? I did ask that question in my head, but I didn't care enough to like find an answer. <laughs> okay. So if you know, please tweet at us <laughs> mm-hmm. at fairytalefixpod or email us. Whenever the woman looked at her daughter, she felt great love for her. But whenever she looked at the little boy, her heart was cut to the quick. She couldn't forget that he would always stand in her way and prevent her daughter from inheriting everything, which is what the woman had in mind. Mm -hmm. Gradually, the devil took hold of her and influenced her feelings toward the boy (gasps) until she became quite cruel. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that we get an explanation for where the for like where the bad vibes are coming from, because mm-hmm. usually the wicked stepmother just starts off with shoving the child into a bale, barrel full of oil or whatever. <laughs> yep, this is pure influence from the devil himself. That's the devil. Okay, she became quite cruel toward him. She pushed him from one place to the next, slapped him here and cuffed him there. So the poor child lived in constant fear. When he came home from school, he found no peace at all. One day, the woman went up to her room, and her little daughter followed her and said, Mother, give me an apple. Yes, my child, said the woman, and she gave her a beautiful apple from a chest that had a large, heavy lid with a big, sharp iron lock. Huh. Mother, said the little daughter. He's a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Mother, (laughs) said the little daughter, shouldn't brother get one too? The woman was irritated by that remark, but she said, yes, as soon as he comes home from school. And when she looked out of the window and saw him coming, the devil took possession of her and she snatched the apple away from her daughter. You shan't have one before your brother, she said, and threw the apple into the chest and shut it. Meanwhile, the little boy came through the door and the devil compelled her to be friendly to him and say, would you like to have an apple, my son? Yet she gave him a fierce look. Mother, said the little boy, how ferocious you look. Suspiciously. Give me an apple. (laughs) I love the little boys just like, you look, you look weird, but yes, I would like an apple, please. (laughs) Then she felt compelled to coax him. Come over here, she said, as she lifted the lid, take out an apple for yourself. And as the little boy leaned over the chest, the devil prompted her and crash. She slammed the lid so hard that his head flew off and <gasps> fell oh among God. the other apples. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
Then she was struck by fear and thought, how am I going to get out of this? Oh, my God. That's your first thought? (laughs) Yep. She didn't give a fuck about this, kid. She went up to her room and straight to her dresser where she took out her white kerchief from a drawer. She put the boy's head back on his neck and tied the neckerchief around it so nothing could be seen. Then Mm -hmm. she set him on a chair in front of the door and put the apple in his hand. Okay. Sometime later, little Marlene, her daughter, came into the kitchen and went up to her mother, who was standing by the fire in front of a pot of hot water, which she was constantly stirring. Mother, said Marlene, brother's sitting by the door and he looks very pale. He's got an apple in his hand and I asked him to give me the apple, but he didn't answer and I became very scared. Poor baby girl. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Especially since like they this story doesn't seem to be doing like the sibling rivalry thing uh, that Mm-mm. she also wanted her big brother to have an apple. Yeah, Marlene you know. is like, Marlene loves her brother. Also, love that Marlene has a name. Yes, absolutely. I think in German, it's like um, Marshallin or something like that. It's a little bit different. But it's Marlene in this one, which is really cute. Sweet. Poor Marlene. Go back to him, said the mother. And if he doesn't answer you, give him a box on the ear. Why would you say that knowing that the head's going to fall off as soon as that happens? Because she's fucking evil. (laughs) Okay. Like absolutely just the most evil. Little Marlene returned to him and said, Brother, give me the apple. But he wouldn't respond. So she gave him a box on the ear and his head fell off. Yep. The little girl was so frightened that she began to cry and howl. Then she ran to her mother and said, Oh, mother, I've knocked my brother's head off. And she wept and wept and couldn't be comforted. Marlene, said the mother, what have you done? No! Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I hate this woman. I mean, I guess I hate the devil. Well, I mean, she kind of hated him anyway. I feel like that's, I feel like that's like a veiled excuse. But now she's pinning it on the kid. Like she's making the kid believe that somehow she had the strength to knock her brother's head off. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. What have you done? You're not to open your mouth about this. We don't want anyone to know. And besides, there's nothing we can do about it now. So we'll make a stew out of him. The mother took the little boy and chopped him into pieces. Oh, my Next, God. I should have guessed cannibalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> this story has it all. Possession. Murder. Cannibalism. Fuck yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she chopped him into pieces, put him in a pot, and let them stew. But Marlene stood nearby and wept until all her tears fell into the pot. So it didn't need any salt. Which is the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's a bummer. I don't like that. When the father came home, he sat down at the end of the table and asked, where's my son? The mother served a huge portion of the stewed meat and Marlene wept and couldn't stop. Where's my son? The father asked again. Oh, he's gone off into the country to visit his mother's great uncle. He intends to stay there a while. What's he going to do there? He didn't even say goodbye to me, said the father. Oh. Well, he wanted to go very badly and asked me if he could stay there for six weeks. They'll take good care of him. Oh, that makes me sad, said the man. It's not right. He should have said goodbye to me. And then he began to eat and said, Marlene, what are you crying for? Your brother will come back soon. Without pausing, he said, oh, wife, the food tastes great. Give me some more. This story (laughs) is killing me. It is killing my spirit. My soul is dying listening to this story. Happy Halloween. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm so sad right now because his father actually like misses him and wants to know where he is and is sad that he didn't say goodbye. Now he's eating him. This is awful. Lisa, what the fuck? <laughs> Lisa, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wife, the food tastes great. Give me some more, he said. I'm not going to share this with you. Somehow I feel as if it were all mine. And he ate and he ate and he threw the bones under the table until he was all done. Meanwhile, Marlene went to her dresser and took out her best silk neckerchief from the bottom drawer, gathered all of the bones from beneath the table, tied them up in her silk kerchief, and carried them outside the door. 
There she wept bitter tears and laid the bones beneath the juniper tree. As she put them there, she suddenly felt relief and stopped crying. Okay. Now the juniper tree began to move. The branches separated and came together again as though they were clapping their hands in joy. Okay. That, hmm. Okay. At the same time, smoke came out of the tree, and in the middle of the smoke, there was a flame that seemed to be humming. Then a beautiful bird flew out of the fire and began singing magnificently. He soared high in the air, and after he vanished, the juniper tree was as it was before. Yet the silk kerchief was gone. Marlene was very happy and gay. It was as if her brother were still alive, and she went merrily back to the house, sat down at the table, and ate. Meanwhile, the bird flew away, landed on the roof of the goldsmith's house, and began to sing. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister Marlene, she made sure to see. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk and neat as can be, and lay beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet. What a lovely bird I am. (laughs) Oh, my God. That literally gave me chills. It was great. I'm pretty sure it's just like the worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. But I was trying to think uh-huh. of something creepy to sing because it kind of mm-hmm. needs to be sung for the rest of the story. <laughs> okay. The goldsmith was sitting in his workshop making a golden chain. When he heard the birds singing on his roof, he thought the song was very beautiful. Then he stood up and as he walked across the threshold, he lost a slipper. Still, he kept on going right into the middle of the street with only one sock and a slipper on. He was also wearing his apron, and in one of his hands, he held the golden chain, and in the other, his tongs. The sun was shining brightly on the street as he walked, and he stopped to get a look at the bird. Bird, he said. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Bird. 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 (laughs) How beautifully you sing. Sing me that song again. No, said the bird, which I also love. I never sing twice for nothing. Give me the golden chain, and I'll sing it for you again. All right, said the goldsmith. Here's the golden (laughs) chain. Now sing the song again. The bird swooped down, grasped the golden chain in his right claw, went up to the goldsmith, and began singing. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, Marley, she made sure to see. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk and neat as can be, and laid beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet. What a lovely bird I am. <laughs> and the bird flew off to a shoemaker, landed on his roof and sang. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, Marlene, she made sure to see. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk and neat as can be, and lay beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet. What a lovely bird I am. <laughs> When the shoemaker heard the song, he ran to the door in his shirt sleeves and looked up at the roof, keeping his hand over his eyes to protect them from the bright sun. Bird, he said, how beautifully you sing. And then he called into the house. Wife, come out here for a second. There's a bird up there. Just look how beautifully he sings. Then he called his daughter and her children and the journeyman, apprentices and maid. They all came running out into the street and looked at the bird and saw how beautiful he was. He had bright red and green feathers, and his neck appeared to glisten like pure gold, while his eyes sparkled and his head like stars. Wow. I feel like, I don't know what kind of bird this is, but I'm imagining it as a European starling because they're like black, but also really sparkly and have iridescent kind of feathers. I can see that. He sounds like a beautiful bird indeed. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Bird, said the shoemaker. Now sing me that song again. <laughs> Burb. No. Burb. <laughs> I love that. I love the bird. No, so the bird. I never sing twice for nothing. You'll have to give me a present. <laughs> Wife, said the man, go to the shop. There's a pair of red shoes on the top of the shelf and get them for me. And the wife went and fetched the shoes. There, said the man. Now sing the song again. And the bird swooped down, grasped the shoes in his left claw, flew back up on the roof and sang. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, Marley, she made sure to see. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk and neat as can be, and lay beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet, what a lovely bird I am. It delights me. (laughs) 
<laughs> when the bird finished the song, he flew away. What a fucked up song. <laughs> so pretty, though. Thank you. <laughs> I practiced right before we recorded Yeah, this. you did. I like it. <laughs> when the bird finished the song, he flew away. He had the chain in his right claw and the shoes in his left, and he flew far away to a mill. The mill went clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. The miller had 20 men sitting in the mill, and they were hewing a stone. Their chisels went click-clack, 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 and the mill kept going clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. The birds swooped down and landed on a linden tree outside the mill and sang, My mother, she killed me. Then one of the men stopped working. My father, he ate me. Then two more stopped and listened. My sister Marlene, she made sure to see. (laughs) Then four more stopped. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk as neat as can be. Now only eight kept chiseling and laid beneath. Now only five. The juniper tree. Now only one. Tweet, tweet. What a lovely (laughs) bird I am. Then the last one also stopped and listened to the final words. Bird, how beautifully you sing. Let me hear that too. Sing your song again for me. No, said the bird. I never sing twice for nothing. Give me the millstone and I'll sing the song again. I would if I could, he said. But the millstone doesn't belong to me alone. What's a millstone? Do you know what a millstone is? I don't actually. Let me look it up. That's a good question. So the millstone is a stone used in grist mills for grinding wheat or other grains. So it looks like a big wheel, basically. Yeah, they're huge. How is the bird supposed to carry it? I mean, I think I'm pretty sure, yeah, fairy tale rules. Okay. <laughs> for this bird. Okay, he wants the millstone. It doesn't belong to just that one guy alone. Nope. And it's it's huge. So you are correct. And it's probably too heavy for this bird. But mm-hmm. I would if I could, he said, but the millstone doesn't belong to me alone. If he sings again, said the others, he can have it. Then the bird swooped down, and all 20 of the miller's men took some wooden beams to lift the stone. Heave ho! Heave ho! Heave ho! Then the bird stuck his neck through the hole, put the stone on like a collar, and flew back to the tree and sang once more. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, Marlene, she made sure to see. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk and neat as can be, and lay beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet. What a lovely bird I am. (laughs) After the bird had finished his song, he spread his wings, and in his right claw, he had the chain. In the left, he had the shoes, and around the neck, he had the millstone, and he flew away to his father's house. Which I love that he says his father's house. So this is the little boy. Mm -hmm. It's definitely his little. Yes. Yeah. I love that. But it just, it definitely (laughs) is the kid. (laughs) I mean, but he's, he's been singing about himself the entire time. So yeah. I mean, it's, I just love that it says like his father's house in the book. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little bit more clear. Yep. Absolutely. The father, the mother, and Marlene were sitting at the table in the parlor, and the father said, Oh, how happy I am. I just feel so wonderful. Not me, said the mother. I feel scared as if a storm were about to erupt. That's called yeah, guilt. I bet you do. because Yeah, exactly. <laughs> feel guilty because you're evil. Meanwhile, Marlene just sat there and kept weeping. The bird flew up, and when he landed on the roof, the father said, Oh, I am in such a good spirits. The sun's shining so brightly outside, and I feel as if though I were going to see an old friend again. Not me, said his wife. I'm so frightened that my teeth are chattering. I feel as if a fire were running through my veins. Good. She tore open her bodice while Marlene sat in a corner and kept weeping. She had her handkerchief in front of her eyes and wept until it was completely soaked with her tears. The bird swooped down on the juniper tree where he perched on a branch and began singing, My mother, she killed me. The mother stopped her ears, shut her eyes, and tried not to see or hear anything. But there was a roaring in her ears like a turbulent storm, and her eyes burned and flashed like lightning. Oh, my God. Okay. She about to explode. My father, he ate me. Oh, mother, said the man. Listen to that beautiful bird singing so gloriously. The sun is so warm and it smells like cinnamon. My sister Marlene, she made sure to see. 
Then Marlene laid her head on her knees and wept and wept. But the man said, I'm going outside. I must see this bird up close. He's, I mean, he's being charmingly oblivious right now. Where right. like his wife is having a like demonic hot flash and uh-huh. his a daughter breakdown. is sobbing. Like, but whatever. Go see this bird. <laughs> Oh, don't go, cried the wife. I feel as if the whole house were shaking and about to go up in flames. Nevertheless, the men went out and looked at the bird. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk, as neat as can be, and lay beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet, what a lovely bird I am. (laughs) After ending a song, the bird dropped the golden chain and it fell around the man's neck just right so that it fit him perfectly. Then he went inside and said, look how lovely that bird is. He gave me this beautiful gold chain and he's just as beautiful as well. But the woman was petrified and fell to the floor. Her cap slipped off her head and the bird sang again. My mother, she killed me. Oh, I wish there were a thousand feet beneath the earth so I wouldn't have to hear this. My father, he ate me. Then the woman fell down again as if she were dead. My sister Marlene, she made sure to see. Oh, said Marlene, I want to go outside, too, and see if the bird will give me something. Then she went out. Mm -hmm. My bones were gathered secretly, bound nicely in silk, as neat as can be. All at once, the bird threw her the shoes and laid them beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet, what a lovely bird I am. (laughs) Marlene felt cheerful and happy. She put on the new red shoes and danced and skipped back into the house. Oh, she said, I was so sad when I went out, and now I feel so cheerful. That certainly is a splendid bird. He gave me a pair of red shoes as a gift. Not me, said the wife, who jumped, and her hair flared up like red-hot flames. I feel as if the world were coming to an end. Maybe I'd feel better if I went outside. And she went out the door, and a crash! The bird threw the millstone down on her head, and she was crushed to death. Yes! (laughs) vengeance vengeance shall be mine (laughs) twittery vengeance this this story has it all Mm -hmm. everything including revenge (laughs) i love it love it the father and marlene heard the crash and went outside smoke flames and fire were rising from the spot and when it was over the little brother was standing there he took his father and Marlene by the hand, and all three were very happy. Then they went into the house, sat down at the table, and ate. The end. Ooh. Woo. <laughs> that, oh, that was such a long one. Is a wild Halloween story. It's wow. got demon possession or devil possession. It's got murder. It's got ghosts. Milstones. Sort of. <laughs> Bird ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> cannibalism. Okay. Cannibalism. The cannibalism was the the real the real topper. I think of just how messed up it could get. It had a creepy song. It had just everything you could possibly want in a story. Noise. It all. It all. I feel out. like it needed the singing because there's so much like speaking in between. I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure you knew what was happening. <laughs> no, it was proper. It was it was also properly cinematic that <laughs> way because because this the song is interwoven as part of the story. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that why was, I decided to actually sing it. I hope it wasn't too cheesy. <laughs> no, I loved it. I literally, like, I honestly, um, but also I love I love it when people sing to me. It literally makes me feel like a like a small child again, and it makes me really happy. <laughs> um, it's it's why I, if it's why uh, you know you used to play the piano and sing Evanescent songs in the cafeteria <laughs> at Butte College, and listeners, I would literally do that thing where I would sit with my chin in my hand and just gaze dreamily at Kelsey while she played the <laughs> piano and sang. And it was just, it was the best. I love it when you sing to me. Oh, goodness. Spooky Halloween. Spooky Halloween. Spooky (laughs) stories. I think I got two. Yeah, you got two points for that story. So a grand total of three for this round. Three points. Good for me. So my story is 
crazy short. <laughs> um, I'm, I was considering t- telling it alongside another story, but I'm probably going to save the longer story that I had prepared for another time. Yeah. The longer story, I, I'm, we, I don't think we have time for it. I knew that you were going to be telling something pretty messed up today. So I picked a palate cleanser. <laughs> I love it. Story, I love it. but I might save it for next time because it's just a palate cleanser story about like a really angry old woman who lives in the woods who <gasps> my favorite. <laughs> it's the best. I'll tell I'll tell that one next time, I think. But the story that I am going to tell you, I am going to let you have two predictions for it. Okay. And it is the legend of Stingy Jack. <gasps> oh my gosh, I feel like I've heard this. I like I haven't, but I feel like I've heard this or at least I've definitely heard the words like stingy jack. I think people call people that like don't be a stingy jack. <laughs> Do people is that a thing? I feel like it is. Um but maybe I it, could I don't know. I can see it from the story. I'm a little I want to give you a little background on the story first just because okay. I think it's cool and I'm interested to see what predictions come from it. So yeah. this is allegedly the origin story of why we have jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, I love it. That's definitely why I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just it's a it kind of dates back to Celtic uh, Samhain celebrations, uh, where in place of because you know obviously like at the time because like pumpkins pumpkins come from from like the American continent so. You know, Ireland didn't have pumpkins in medieval times, so they actually mm-hmm. used uh, turnips as jack-o'-lanterns. But it was essentially the same idea as they'd carve a, they'd carve a scary face into turnips and then put candles in them uh, to celebrate Samhain. Amazing. So go ahead and give me two predictions for what you think the legend of Stingy Jack is about. And keep in mind, it is an Irish folktale. Oh, I love it so much. I'm so excited and I feel nervous because I feel like I should know it. (laughs) I love Halloween. It's my absolute favorite holiday. I've definitely read the origin of jack-o'-lanterns and Halloween a million times. Well, and this is probably just one story. And it is, I will also say, this one is heavily Christianized. Okay. If that gives you any context. All right. Well, I definitely feel like Stingy Jack is a person can i I, i'm going to predict it's a non-fey person a human i guess i should say human okay so you think stingy jack is a human person Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) my second prediction is that stingy jack is stingy i don't know geez (laughs) i really want these points (laughs) catch up get Ah! good my second prediction is that there is a fey creature in the story. Can I guess that? Okay. Yeah, Does you can that guess work? that. You can absolutely guess that. We may have to argue a little bit about what constitutes a fey creature at the end of the story, but Oh, okay. Um, I feel like any Irish creature is a fey creature, but we'll we'll get into it. <laughs> I would tend to agree. Well, we'll dis- we will discuss at the end at the end of my story. Um, okay. but here so is the origin story for jack-o'-lanterns according to the History Channel. This is The Legend of Stingy Jack. Long ago in a small village in Ireland lived a drunkard named Stingy Jack. One point for Kelsey. Yay! He wasn't held in very high regard by the townsfolk. One evening, Satan overheard stories of the devious deeds of Jack and decided he just must have the fellow's soul. Oh, damn. Two, two... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and count it as two. I think that oh because this no, is a I was heavily, gonna I was just really excited that we had the devil in two stories in one yeah. episode again. <laughs> we always seem to yeah. do that. <laughs> we we like we you and I like we're like I'm in the mood for a devil something. Let's mm-hmm. do something with the devil. <laughs> but no, but I also would argue that I think that this is a heavily Christianized version of what may have been uh, an older story, and I think mm-hmm. that in in many Irish folk tales. Fae and fairy like lords and creatures were often um, converted into demons or the devil mm-hmm. after sort of more Catholic Christian influence took hold in Ireland. Right. So, I mean, I will take that point. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that the devil is a stand in for pre-Christian uh, beliefs about the fairies. Awesome. Love it. 
Anyway, so Satan really wants this drunk dude's soul because he seems devious. But Jack, uh, while he was pretty stingy, he was a pretty clever guy, you know? So when Satan came to collect his soul, he successfully made the case that the least (laughs) Satan could do would be to allow him to have a final drink at his favorite pub. I love that so much. I love Stingy Jack, actually. (laughs) And I love Satan in this story because... Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, I'll allow it. I'll allow it, I guess. <laughs> After which, Stingy Jack left Satan on the hook for the tab. <laughs> Amazing. Abs- absolute icon. Mm-hmm. Icon Stingy Jack. <laughs> Jack suggested he turn himself into a coin to pay the bill and they would be off on their journey to the underworld. Satan <laughs> was an idiot and was fooled. When Jack took the coin and put it into his pocket alongside a crucifix, thereby trapping Satan in his pocket. <gasps> Genius. And mm-hmm. Stingy Jack is a hero. He's an absolute Bas- hero. Basically. <laughs> the devil begged and pleaded, and only upon agreeing to leave Jack alone for 10 years was he released. <laughs> exactly 10 years later, Satan found Jack stumbling home from the pub with a heavy sigh. Jack looked at the devil, knowing full well that he intended to drag him to hell. And Jack made the request of Satan to climb a nearby apple tree to get him a final snack to eat before the journey southbound. I just love this. I love Stingy Jack so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, but as is the case, as we discussed with the Headless Horseman episode, drunk Irish dudes are just prepared (laughs) to encounter fairy creatures. They're just ready all the time. They're ready for it. Satan, apparently still not as clever as Jack, climbed the apple tree. And while Satan was climbing the tree, Jack carved a cross into the trunk, thereby trapping Satan up the tree. (laughs) And the devil begged and pleaded, and only upon agreeing to never take Jack's soul to hell was he released. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. But, you know, here comes the turn. (laughs) Many years later, when Stingy Jack took his last breath and died, St. Peter refused him entrance into heaven for all of his evil deeds. Boo! Come on! (laughs) This guy was a champ. You should have let him in there. Come on, Pete! (laughs) I think think it was really that he committed the highest sin of all, which is he never actually paid his bar tab. (laughs) That is a pretty big sin. Everybody pay and tip your bartenders. Yep. Heavily. Pay for your this drinks. Halloween. Make sure. <laughs> tip your bartender. They put up with a lot of nonsense. Oh, yeah. Especially from me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Kelsey's a menace. So please tip all bartenders on Kelsey's behalf to make up please. for it. Please do. <laughs> so St. Peter refuses Jack entrance into heaven, and then Satan refused him entrance into hell due to their contract. <laughs> What what do we call that? We call that um purgatory. No, no, like it's it's like malicious malicious compliance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like you comply with the letter of the law in order to point out how dumb it is. I mean, just so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love Stingy Jack. So what does he do? In one final parting gift, Satan gave Jack an ember ablaze with hellfire. And alas, Jack was stuck roaming the earth with only a carved turnip glowing with hellfire to light his way. When Stingy Jack ceased to be, Jack of the Lantern began. On Halloween night, keep an eye out for a restless wandering soul every time you see a jack-o'-lantern, for it may just be the hellfire glow from Jack's lantern. The end. (gasps) I love that story so much. Oh my god. I'm definitely telling that to my niece every Halloween mm-hmm. from now on. <laughs> yep. Tell her the story of Stingy Jack. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. And that's where jack-o'-lanterns come from, allegedly, according to the History Channel. I That is, honestly, I mean, it's short, but it's one of the best tales that I have heard so far. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's it's and, a good one. It's a perfect Halloween story. I mean, um, any fixes? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was pretty solid. <laughs> Hell yes. I think maybe a few more details on um, Jack's many sins that got him barred from heaven, I guess, would have been good. 
Mm-hmm. I love stories about tricking the devil, but then I also love stories about about this about Satan maliciously complying with the contract. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't hang out here either. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get. Thank you so much for telling me that wonderful Halloween story. You are welcome. I feel like that was very in the mood. Very setting the setting the tone for spooky season. Yep, setting the tone for Halloween. Yeah, we hope you guys have a wonderful Halloween. Definitely mm-hmm. let us know if you have any fairy tale inspired costumes or costume ideas. Let us know what you did for send Halloween. Send us pictures. Absolutely. Please send us pictures. And yeah, any any of your favorite like spooky fairy tales. They're all kind of spooky. So, you know. <laughs> they really are. Just keep sending us your favorite stuff. Yep. And make sure to check out the Alluring Halloween podcast playlist uh, if you need more spooky stories in your life, because I think we all do. Thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you can leave a review for podcasts. It helps other people find us and, you know, kind of gives them some incentive to listen. If you love the show and want to support us, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other cool stuff at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod. And please email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And they all lived happily ever, ever after. after. The, the end. end. <laughs>